are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the Gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Steps, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale. As they fire up. I was about to say, isn't that the greatest intro you've ever heard, Chris Gale, Stuart McGill, except who's an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Are you, Chris? I feel I've gone backwards. There was a version of the intro where someone actually integrated me properly, not just dropped me in as an afterthought, Steve. It's got a DJ cut, Chris. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stuart- I, I feel like an idiot, Steve, yeah. to be honest. Okay, because there's at least one here. I was going to be on with Chris Gale. I thought it was the attractive yeah. one. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know, Stuart, there was just a moment in my life where, you know, Chris Gale, coolest cricketer on earth, I would actually record and do audio compl- you know, compilations of how cool I was. Then there was a little incident in the Big Bash and it kind of tailed off a little bit. Oh, He's right. still very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> Stuart and- McGill. Hello. Welcome to Fire Up. Well, you are our second official guest this year, uh, Rick Grossman from the Hoodoo Gurus X Vinyls and Double Aria Hall of Famer. You have got a track record that's even greater than that. Well, it's longer than that. Longer than that. Oh, no, that's, is that my rap sheet? Yeah. <laughs> can we puff you up a little bit? You can puff me up. Yeah, like a puffer fish. Yeah. Uh, look, you know, we, we, we all know the sort of that you can't have two leg spinners all the time, and we all know that you lived in the shadow of Shane Warne's time frame, and uh, Shane's no longer with us, and you'll, you'll not hear a bad word about him, will you? No, no, I won't hear a bad word about him. He's got a great family, and... Uh, and I've got to be honest, he used to drive me up the wall when I heard him on the TV because, you know, his commentary style didn't really work for me. Okay, but, but, but yeah. I am going to miss him on the TV every yeah. single time I watch the cricket. Do you? I will, and yeah. I, I do, and, and I have. Yeah. I never met him, of course. Did you meet him, Chris? No, I never had the pleasure. Was he a really lovely, like a likeable bloke, good bloke to be with? He's a very easy bloke to be with, easy. let me put it that yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lionel Richie knows that. <laughs> yes, he did know that. <laughs> now, I've got a little thing I looked up on the net and I've known you personally it says an old fashioned operator and a, with a gargantuan leg break 
An old-fashioned operator. Yes, with a gargantuan leg break and majestic wronging. Well, I'm That's majestic. nice, isn't it? Majestic. I think I'm majestic. Yeah. And then I read one of your quotes about a top spinner, a googly, of course, which you saved for the tail end. Is yes. that right? As well as the leg break. Yes. Am I got this all right? Yeah, it's pretty much right. What, what the thing about the tail end? I think I, I have a, a one of my, you know, shitty records mm. is that I've got the most number elevens of you know percentage of my wickets. Uh, uh, number tails. eleven. Right. No, num, actually, the, the number actually 11, the last the batsman. worst batsman <laughs> in the other team and, squad. And, I can, and that's because of the fast bowlers up the other end and the Shane Warne done up the, the damage. Other end. And that's why I never hear a bad word about this. Him. Is not an episode of. of uh, uh, deprecation, you know, you don't put yourself down. It's true, man. Who would you rather be bowling up the other end to, me or Shane Warne? Well, I've never had that opportunity, nah, Stuart. I had the pleasure of one, I guess it was a morning session at the Sydney Crew Ground, the final Ashes test where you and Shane were operating in tandem. And it was really quite something to behold because together you were able to just dry the run rate up and then off the back of that anxiety, you just ran through them. That must have been a thrill. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. So you're very, very old then, Chris. Because uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking the last time we played an Ashes, actually the only time we played an Ashes test together was probably 98, 99. Yeah, 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 yeah. So wow. I had a good day that day. That's probably it's okay. when I met you. That was 7 for 50, no problems, boys. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no problem. We, we had oysters afterwards to celebrate. <laughs> 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 Well, aren't you looking beautiful? <laughs> now, if I can quote, credit with having the best strike rate of any modern leg spin bowler uh, without a place, a regular place in the Australian test because you'd be put down and put up, put down. So per ball, as, as a not a really sort of a, a cricket aficionado, mm. per ball you had a better strike rate than, than Shane, yes? Apparently. Yeah. Um, so what that means is, you know, how many balls it takes you to take a wicket. Yeah. And, and the, the main reason for that is because I wasn't concerned about anything else, really. The only reason I played cricket was to take the wickets and take yeah. them as quickly as I possibly could. Okay. And because I thought that the best thing to do with a game as slow as cricket was to move it forward <laughs> as quickly as possible. Yeah. And so, look, I, I kind of figure either off my bowling the, the, the spectators got runs or wickets. Right. And that was the way it was. And it was. wasn't all one-way traffic. There was a time in the Caribbean, if I recall correctly. Yeah, look, um, but the, the thing with that, so Shane was le- left out of a test match. I won't call dropped. Uh, I'll say he's left out of a test match in the, in the Caribbean when we'd been playing together. But most of the test matches that we played together, he was either on the way into an injury or on the way out of an injury. Mm. So I always thought that was a little bit unfair on, on him. But one thing I do know for sure is that if we both played together... Um, we didn't lose. Yeah. We didn't lose. Wow. This, you know, so. <laughs> Tell me, that brings me into a personal space with respect to being in the centre of attention on the middle of a ground. Who did you fear? Everybody. Everybody, did you? <laughs> Cricket is a terrifying game. Everybody mm-hmm. always talks about batsmen having trouble against fast bowlers. Imagine if you can't see. So I can't see to save my life. I can't bat to save my life. And you've got a guy like Kirtley Ambrose running in with a ball in his hand that looks like a marble. Yes, because he's so big. Yeah, he's so big, so big. One time I was actually facing him and I genuinely thought to myself, what happens if Kirtley Ambrose decides to not bowl and just run straight through the crease and just run straight through me? I'm dead. <laughs> now, I actually thought that while I'm standing you there were thinking the crease, that. I that's, was thinking that. That's not psychology, is it? No, instead of watch the ball, watch the ball, watch the ball, I'm thinking, what if he decides not to <laughs> so, so if you've got a choice between that situation with a Walsh or an Ambrose yeah. or being put into a 
Chief Harrigan, Spud Carroll situation <laughs> I thought on the rugby league field. Which one would you take? I thought you were going to say, or, or being chucked in the boot. Because <laughs> to be honest, I mean, only one of them's likely to kill me. And carbon monoxide's never killed anybody, has it? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We're not a science show, I can tell you that much. You only did the screws to the back, back brake light, didn't you, Stu? Oh, that's it. Oh, so that's the way to do it. <laughs> no, so you, I had the, the, the great pleasure of being introduced to Sir Vivian Richards yep. through you. Um, turned up at an event I did, and he is absolutely sort of honoured by everybody, isn't he? Everybody loves him, don't they? Everybody, uh, I think everybody was a little bit scared of Viv, to be honest, yes. because he had a, a big reputation in the seventies of being a you know real hard man, and and he was a very proud man and and very yeah. you know great for his people too. His, his teammates uh, and countrymen re- revered him. <laughs> Understandably, because he did such great things for them and stood up against the man. And everybody who met Viv was too scared about being the man. I didn't want to be the man. <laughs> Viv, no, I'm not the man he's standing up for. Against. Yeah, right. it's like, but Viv was pretty cool and, and he is still pretty cool. Pretty good. And he's, he's, as he's getting older, he's getting suaver. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, a word, did, yeah. Can I ask him, did he request something? Is there a particular no, of tune? course not. He's not going to do that, is he? No. But Viv loved music. He loves music. You love music. I love you're, music. You're not just the guy, the cliche that reads a book on his own with a glass of red wine and dispenses with the rest of the team. No. You actually have broader taste. What is your favourite band? What's my favourite band? Yeah. Well, lately I've been sporting a Joy Division T-shirt, uh, courtesy <laughs> of the lovely Maria. But I look, I, I, I um. I do like Australian music too. You yeah. know, I'm 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 a big fan of Powderfinger. I'm a big fan of Cold Chisel. I loved In Excess. Yeah. But you know, Joy Division, New Order, Pet Shop Boys. I yeah. like a the little cure? bit of pop. The Cure. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> can, can Anything say- that's grumpy and angry is good for me. <laughs> I was listening to Low Life yesterday. Low Life. Come yes, on. the New Order album, yeah. which was a direct response to their experience in the dingy nightclubs in New York and. I just sort of pine for that era, don't you? I'm I'm just trying to have a look here. Yeah, there, there's the um, there's there's the, the the back back screen of my phone, um, if you can see it there. I can, and that yeah, is that's I'm that's pretty Joy sure Vision. that's that no that's, that's New Order. New Order, yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. it. That's okay. uh, that's um I had the, that's, that's low life. Yeah, that's, right. that's it. Had yeah. the luxury of supporting in a band I was in New Order at Selena's, and it was yep. one of the, one of the least fun experiences I've ever had. Really? Yeah, cranky and grumpy and rude and not very generous with their stage space. And talented. Uh, yes. <laughs> which, which obviously disappointed you greatly. You're forgetting successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, so you guys are actually making some money yeah. tonight. Yeah. On a global scale. Yeah. <laughs> Still going, by now, the way, in your order, Stephen. I don't want to drive in the... You you are... A, yes, yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. You're a man of your beliefs, Stuart. You, that's one of the things perhaps um, not to be associated... When I say beliefs, I mean, you'd, st- you'd stand firm if you thought, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not for me. Um, there were instances where you, you didn't go to Zimbabwe. Yep. Yep. Mm. Uh, you also did make a, an announcement about sponsorship because we're talking about their sponsorship arguments all the time in sport. It's because- a very complicated area, Stephen. Listen, the sponsorship thing with me and KFC was only because three weeks before Cricket Australia told me I was fat. <laughs> so, so you, you, well, you, they waved a bucket in front of you, did they? No, they, they said you're fat. You, you you can't play anymore. You're no good. Yeah. But can you do a KFC ad? Yeah. I had nothing Kid, against KFC. Talk about hypocrisy. Well, that was the thing for me. So it was it was it wasn't a personal thing, Colonel. If you're listening out there somewhere, is it the uh, high performance manager that delivers that feedback? Well, or? we know all about high performance managers, don't we? They never perform. <laughs> One little last question from me: um, Who couldn't you bowl out? 
Who couldn't I bowl out? Yeah. Uh, well, look, I didn't like bowling to Brian Lara, yeah. uh, but I, I did manage to knock him off a couple of times, but he was the worst one for any spin bowler in the world what to bowl to. What was his nickname? Uh, Brian. Brian. <laughs> Mr. Lara. <laughs> Life of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Stuart, I just want to quickly wrap up. You um, are a West Tigers fan, originally a Balmain Tigers fan, yeah? I am. Same as uh, Chris here. Correct. I am. Uh, merchandise. Chris, you got a lot of merchandise, I imagine. It's scary. I mean, when you grew up, and I had a Phillips Balmain, the old black Ooh, chevron yeah. jersey. I don't have a Penfold St. George. I'd like one of those. And I grew up in an area where you almost were embarrassed to wear it because there was a belief that you had to earn the right to wear that jersey. Oh, is that right? Then sports marketing happened in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, if I could get my hands on one of those Tigers commemorative jerseys with the Americans on it, it would be worth a lot of money. <laughs> yes, but, yes. but I don't have that in my repertoire, right. but I have a number of jerseys and all sorts of paraphernalia. Um, I think I've even you know got Tigers stubby holders and all sorts of Before junk. I get to your merchandise, Stuart, just, just with the West Tigers, cause where I'm experiencing the same thing with um, St. George Illawarra is that you don't go out wearing your stuff and boasting too much because we've both had a shit-house year. <laughs> so have you, have you felt that impact you at all? Don't <laughs> bring it up in, pub, in, in proper, proper company? Look, look I kind of figure, um, you know, no matter what football code you, you, you follow and you're passionate about, you, you're going to have bad years, sure. you know. And particularly with salary cap nowadays, there should be a cyclical kind of thing. Unfortunately for the Tigers, it hasn't been all that no, cyclical. No. no, it's a bad uh, decade. <laughs> how, how many times have you made the finals since the grand final win in 2005? Twice. Twice. Yes, yeah. 10 and 11. I think we're pretty close. <laughs> I, to me, it's a matter of mood. If I'm feeling like I've got self-worth, I'll go out in the Tigers stuff. If yeah. I'm feeling a little bit off my gyroscope, i go out in my Jets gear. And you never go wrong wearing the Newtown <laughs> no, Jets you in do Sydney. Not. Never. Well, well, i got to tell you, Chris, though, but that, I totally agree about the self-worth thing. But I think that if you're a proper supporter, yeah. you, you, you're not afraid yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to wear the gear. Rock the mullet and the jumper, eh? Rock the... No, no, <laughs> no mullet. No. Okay, so what sort of merch have you got, uh, Stu? Oh, this year, so I thought it had been a couple of years. Yes. Um, so my son Alex was uh, at Balmain uh, Cove... Uh, kindy the yes. year that in 2005 when we won so yeah, that's why we support and we love Benji we love the whole club um, you know good friends with Benny I love, yeah. I love the whole thing right he's coming on Benny Elias that's in excellent a couple, in about a month or so. he'll be sensational yeah, Benny's yeah. a superstar <laughs> but um, so this year I haven't bought merch for a while mm. um, and so and I am not currently a paid up member unfortunately no, which no. means I don't count apparently <laughs> there we go hello Lee had you tell us <laughs> yep We'll say it again. <laughs> Hello, Lee Hedger Patelis. Okay, I don't count. Right, but I did buy some merch this year uh, and I decided that based on my current income, the uh, the most appropriate thing to do to buy me and Alex yeah. would be a pair of thongs. Yes. So one pair of thongs for me, one pair of thongs for him. Right. Afterpay, thank you very much. And can I use that word again? When you rock those thongs around yeah. around your suburb, what yeah. sort of comments do you get? No, no, so the good thing about them being on the feet is that it, it doesn't really matter if we win or lose, nobody can tell a Apart from me, so I'm proudly rocking. Well, it's got just black straps, has it? <laughs> pretty much black straps, but the, the feet, the soles covered of them, it's all covered up. Pretty yeah. much. But the, the, the funny thing about it is that in my area where I live, and uh, I go for a couple of walks a day just to get off the couch for yeah. a change. Yeah. Um, Brian Fletcher, who's the uh, the chairman of Penrith. Oh, not Fletch and Hindy. No, no, no different, no, no. different Fletch. <laughs> okay. um, uh, this is the Fletch, right? Uh, uh, who uh, is the chairman of Penrith? He and I sort of cross paths quite often. He's a good bloke, yeah. came in the restaurant a lot. Um, he can afford to be cocky right now, right? Well, 
it's looking pretty good for a third one, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I said to him, uh, the day I got my thongs, I said to him, hey, look, Fletch, I've got my thongs. Yeah. Uh, you know, he said, ah, you got some thongs, eh? Tiger's thongs. You can wear them on the beach when we're in the finals. <laughs> Bastard, <laughs> and that's not even you know they say ice in his veins. No, clearly, we'll get to that. That's that's fire in his veins. Is it just stick it to you like that? <laughs> this is fire up. We'll come back in a moment with uh, well, Chris well, Giles, myself, Stuart McGill. Well, Stephen and Stuart, before we do, oh, given yeah, that yeah. we're in the foot region, okay, we get a weekly song from Dennis Carnahan. Oh, yeah. And he's updated one of... Well, you're both Barry Gibb fans, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Right? Oh, right. Right. I can well, do false yeah. yeah. <laughs> And if you, if you get a chance to see the Weird Al Yankovic movie, it talks about that, oh, that, yeah. the creativity of taking an existing piece of music and adding words. <laughs> Dennis has updated in tribute to The Fox, Let's Trot Josh Out Our Car, his heart-rending ballad, Syndesmosis. Chased a mad button kick Your foot gripped as you slipped to one side Ow! You were on the ground and clinging to Your ankle on the right They carried you out Straight up the tunnel The bunnies ran riot As soon as you were gone Wasn't just a sprained ankle. Your tibia and fibula were forced apart. The ones that broke my heart injured. Syndesmosis, an ankle sprain higher. Damaging ligaments between the two lower leg bones. Eight weeks till you'll come back after your tightrope surgery. You damaged your anterior tibiofibular ligament. And maybe your posterior tibiofibular ligament. So goodbye. 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 But it's not just your ankle. You injured your knee too. Your medial collateral ligament got sprained too. I'll cry another river. You're not back for. Cause you did wear a fibula forced apart The words that broke my heart in jet Syndesmosis and ankles sprained higher Damage binding ligaments Between the two lower leg bones Oh Foxy, please come back Please come back to play again You damage the ligaments Between your tibia and fibula not just your telofibular or calcaneal fibula ligaments. So Stephen Ferris, Chris Gale, Stuart McGill. Beep, 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 beep. News break, news break, news break. To hook or not to hook? Has that happened yet? Well, there's another board meeting probably as we're recording this podcast. Ah, oh, damn. And uh, as usual, we've got our reporter down outside the Taj Mahal. Yes. Looking to see if it's white smoke that comes out of the chimney. <laughs> or grey. Oh, yeah. the Taj yeah. Mahal. Yeah. And... and <laughs> And, I, and I'm suggesting if it's white uh, Big smoke, numbers down there, Chris? Yeah, Hook, given he's got the silver mane, he's okay. Yes, yes. If it's 
Black smoke, he's gone. Uh, would it be a sad day for anybody if he's gone? Probably for Hook. Yeah. And Ben and Hunt. Ben Hunt. That'll Hello. be... Juicy state his reputation because I noticed that you know read the particular Facebook page where if something goes wrong there's 800 responses straight away and they're all going like Benny Hunt what's he done for us he hasn't earned his money blah 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 you know on it goes but Hook got to go well yeah I mean I think if they did a Fox League documentary they'd call it snuffed out right the last days of Hook. let's just talk real rugby league here potential uh, coaches to step into the breach we know there's the old guard there is uh, Desi Hasler which I, I, I'm not afraid of I think Desi would clean out what we think is a, is a very poorly functioning board administration head of football <laughs> how does that work how does the coach come in and clean out the goes, board he just goes back off leave <laughs> so, me alone I'll do all the rest so you know? what you're saying Stevie is that um, Des Haslow come in and there'll be a rebuilding phase for St <laughs> no Desi starts straight he hits the ground running he just, he, just, he, just, he just tells the officer shut their door shut their phones and doesn't say don't come near me <laughs> oh, that's what we need and the other old guard candidate of course is Flanner how do you feel about that I'm never convinced about Flano. I'm really not. Um, the young guns, of course, are the ex St George players seem to be populating the whole code with coaches or coaches to be. And then there's um, what's him Hannay? Hannay, who played Cronulla. For, he's currently assistant. That's Cronulla. just a gut thing, isn't it? It's a feel. Missed instinct. Missed the conversion that would have got North Queensland Cowboys within six in the grand final, and then we knew we'd won back in well, 2005. You've got your Rileses, you've I got want, your Hornbys. I, I want to throw someone Dean in Youngs. there, Chris, yes. because I'm an expert on these sorts of things. Yeah. Today, uh, Brad Thorne said he'd step down. Ah. Brad Thorne, wow. The greatest footballer in the history of any, any football code. code. Yeah, right. The greatest footballer. He's a gladiator, isn't he? But he's the best ever. <laughs> can, I debate, can I debate that assertion? Go on Wikipedia, come back to me. Because Wikipedia's <laughs> always right. Now, I understand he cross-codes cross-nations. But has there anyone been as successful in three codes as Carmichael Hunt? <laughs> Brad Thorne! You're, seriously, not only are you the lesser of two Chris Gales, <laughs> but you're the weakest link in this particular group as well. Jewel International. Jewel International League and Union and played more than 60 games in AFL, won a game after the siren, had defensive props, and basically they'll put on his tombstone, not Israel Falau. And yes. how, many, how many teams has he coached? That's true. You yeah, make that's a, true. You make a good point, Look, Stuart. In, yeah, this, very room, good point, in Stuart. this room, there's a team, and one of the teams you don't hear is a, is a fellow called Josh Beagley, notorious in other ways. But what is about the name Josh in rugby league and grub activity? Josh Reynolds, Josh Papali'i, and Josh Hodgson. What's going on with the Josh factor? Any response? What about Guru Josh? Yeah, Guru, there you go. That redeems everybody. <laughs> I think if you spend your entire life when people are remonstrating with you, calling you Joshua. Yeah. That it gets under your skin and you yeah. feel like you lash out. Ah, okay. I like, love Josh. Anger. <laughs> and, 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 of course, the Brown Polish is in the conversation. Ah, yes, yes. Um, Nathan Brown. Nathan Brown is. And Nathan has, I don't know, you, th- you think he's soft. I don't believe he's soft at no, all. No, I didn't say that. Did I said he's that. a sweetheart. Oh, a sweetheart, okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No. Saying somebody's a nice bloke. No, I, I want a little bit of the bellyache in, in the next coach. Yeah, I mean, Brown, of course, is not putting his hand up to be coach, but no. he's putting his hand up to be head of football, yeah. assistant coach, yeah. list manager, and pathways overseer. And I probably like all pathways. four at once. That's nice, yeah. Yeah. And do you know, I mean, we like to reflect on history on this show occasionally. It's 20 years since he slapped Trent Barrett on the sidelines. Gee, that makes us feel old, doesn't, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't <laughs> it? Here's an expression that I've coined myself. Yeah. Time flies. Time does fly, Chris, and uh, thank you for that. I'll, I'll, can I keep that? Can I you, use that? You can use that. Now, we often talk about hair because rugby league used to be uh, a follower of hair trends and now they're a, 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 a style setter. You know, they, they've literally... Rugby, well, look at Waverley College. You know, if you come back to school with a mullet, we're going to actually shave your head on the spot and send the bill $20 of each haircut, which is good value. 
back to your your parents. I thought you were going to say, look at Nathan Brown because he's, he's got none. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I thought it was going You've to be got a horrible. good head of hair, Stu. I do have hair. That's why I wear a cap to make uh, everybody else feel sort Chill. of comfortable. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's face it. I mean, rugby league and hair, obviously, a proud tradition. And who can forget the days where you were not allowed into Eastern Suburbs Leagues Club? If your hair was over the collar, yeah. not Russell so, Fairfax. So the likes of Russell Fairfax and Ian had Schubert, to stay outside and drink. When they won the grand final, well, yeah. you're out in Spring Street, boys. You're not coming in. Wow, they yeah, stood. That's how harsh they it stood was. Firm. And I tell you what, they never had any trouble with hair pulling in Eastern <laughs> Suburbs Lease Club. Okay, talk about hair uh, and long hair in any shape or form because it does come up in many shapes now. I mean, I can't keep track of fashion in, in rugby league of hair. But uh, Tyson Frizzell, who I love dearly, and I think is one of the best-looking men in rugby league, like Easter Island statue good-looking. Ex-Dragon. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's never mucked around with his hair. It's always been cut short, cut close to the bone, but enough colour to sort of, you know, look after the eyebrows and the eyes, etc. Anyway, he was caught dragging a player down. <laughs> it was what? <laughs> caught dragging a player okay. down by what appeared to be his long hair, Jerome Luai. And, of course, the ref said, from my angle, all I saw was hair grab, hair grab, illegal, penalty, instant. Uh, they complained. I think there was a really stupid comment from the coach, what's his name, Adam O'Brien? Yes. Who said, well, we'll just tell all the players to grow their hair. Yeah, like, right, mate, sure, that's going to happen. You know, well, Should we hear what the- Tyson and Adam did have to say on yeah, this Yeah, sure, let's have a listen. Well, when his hair's hanging down, halfway down his back, and I'm going to make a tackle, it's incidental if I, I guess if I do pull his hair, it's classified as a... A penalty, but wasn't intentional. And, like threw my tie's hair up. <laughs> it's a big call in the context of a game like that. Right? Huge! It's ridiculous. Or just otherwise, I'll advise them all to start going the hair long to try and get in their hair. It's ridiculous. Which is that sounds passionate, doesn't it? Adam O'Brien, former Roosters assistance coach, hasn't hasn't really made the transition to head coach. And of course, the problem with that suggestion, I feel, is that. Not everyone, and we've already referred to Nathan Brown, has the ability to yeah. grow their hair. But if it's discriminatory, you think, Chris? I think it is discriminatory, yeah, yeah. unless you do a tie-in with like an advanced hair yeah, yeah. or Rogaine or something like that. Then you're onto something. Yeah. Chris, I know the guy that owns advanced hair. We can sort we can this set out. It up. Perfect. Sure. We can do it through fire up. Carl Howell, advanced hair. We'll just nail it. Come on down. While we, while we record you at the same time, we'll cut your hair. What about Gutho? I don't like the, the, bun, the bun rubbish. Don't like that. But, but, I mean, he's dressing the issue that he's sort of trying to get some sort of protection there. I wouldn't mind seeing the likes of Luai in a beehive. Yeah, B-52 style. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 1960s be, beehive. There's, yeah. there's all sorts of possibilities. But also it's an edge, isn't it? If it's there, it can be grabbed and then you get the penalty. Well, it seems like it's just part of the body, I suppose. But you know, Yeah, it's... come on. Now, I did watch the Gold Coast the other night. They seem to, a couple of them, just, just discovered the rat tail. Now, the rat tail, I thought, went out about five years ago, six years ago. Did it not? I had a rest tail in the 80s. <laughs> I was going to say, five or six, you really are okay, losing it. 10 or 15. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talking rugby league, not in real life. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say Gold Coast is cutting edge. I mean, I haven't been there for a while, Stephen. I mean, you only actually went to the Gold Coast for the first time in your life a couple of years ago, didn't you? I worked there. Yeah. yeah. The first time ever. Ever. How many oh, times I, have you been to the Gold Coast, The Stuart? actual Gold Coast. To the nearest 10. Well, when I ran away from Sydney, I went to the Gold Coast <laughs> for a bit. There's nobody from Sydney there. Lots of people from Melbourne, but yeah. it's, it's, it's nobody from Sydney. Now, Chris... We went to the Gold Coast every year on a holiday. Six kids in the back of a, a Falcon 500, mm. seats down, six sardine style, head to, head to toe, overnight drive, 12 hours or 13 or 14 those days. It was a long journey. And you could get a five-row house right on the beach next to Cavill Avenue. We were a motel family. Yeah. Chevron. Ten, ten, the Esplanade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus, yeah. the one that was like a mini Australia Square. Did you play mini putt-putt? Oh, my God. Yeah. And I tell you, let me tell you, 
the original putt putt, the American accredited stuff, where there was a professional tour with the with the orange boards and the green, yes, right? Yes. And none of this windmill crap. That was there, yeah. right? And that was absolutely fantastic. Now it's all yeah. chomping alligators. Better than the birds, and, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Carumban. Carumban. What was a paradise. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they've got rat's tails. Yeah. Now they've got rat's tails. Uh, anything else about hair, Chris? Yeah, uh, so... Uh, uh, former Dragon, and I hate to keep bringing up former Dragons, but it seems to be <laughs> these are successful players going to other clubs. Jason Saab, who returned from a, a... Good riddance to him. Yeah, really difficult. He really, really, yeah. really gave us a good kicking on the way out. He did, we wanted to let the door hit him on the arse. He hit us on the arse. Well, interesting, I believe he lived in the west of Sydney and he yeah. objected to the drive, drive. down to Wollongong. Wollongong. Yeah, yeah. Now he's playing for Manly. It doesn't yeah. seem that much closer. Yeah. And, Chris, that is one of the big problems of having a merged team. Yep. Location. Okay, carry on. So he came out in his return match last week somewhat unsuccessfully against the Penrith Panthers. Good. With these outrageous sideburns sort of sculpted into the sides of his 19, head. what, 73? Yeah, yeah. So he got a lot of... They weren't mutton chops. They were they were finely yeah. tuned. Sculpted. Yeah, sculpted. Yeah. Anyway, he got a lot of stick for that. So yeah. he was... Um, Told, get rid of the sideburns, okay. which he duly did. Hang on, they waited till he went on field in front of the cameras to do it. Well, they, they, they did the focus group afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't work. As people were leaving the ground, how did you find the, the sideburns? Not no, part of the branding. No, no. And so in a really interesting sort of uh, symbiotic relationship, Jai Arrow came back this week for the South Sydney Rabbitohs with the Joe Dirt mullet. Yeah. Right. And, of course, if you think about sideburns and mullet, it just takes you to one of the most iconic moments. Oh, bring it on. In American contemporary history. Mattingly, get rid of those sideburns. What sideburns? You heard me, hippie. Mattingly, for the last time, get rid of those sideburns. Look, Mr. Burns, I don't know what you think sideburns are, but... Don't argue with me, just get rid of them. <gasps> Mattingly. I thought I told you to trim those sideburns. Go home, you're off the team for good. Fine. Still like him better than Steinbrenner. When you get a haircut, be sure to go back home. When you get a haircut, get a barber you have known. Since you were a little bit a voice and then a booster chair. Or you might look like Larry Moe or Curly if a stranger cuts your hair. Gee whiz, I know who's going to be the new St. George coach. Sorry, St. George Illawarra coach, Montgomery Burns. Well, you couldn't do much better. He'd be younger than Hook, wouldn't he? Yes, he would be. And he seems pretty savvy. <laughs> do you not think? Now, betrayal of the highest order. We have been picking on certain teams over the last few weeks. Chris, uh, Stu, you're probably not aware that we were mm. having a crack at uh, Robbo and South and the Ashes of Vardy Beats and et cetera, et cetera. But South have betrayed their region. I have no doubt that's, a, that's as black and white as it is. They've left... They've left Redfern. They've moved to Maruba to Heffron Park to a special centre of excellence, Chris. It is officially known as the USANA Rabbitohs Centre, Stephen and Stuart. What do they make? Well, here's the investigation that needed to be done, I think. Oh. They are the Rabbitohs' official nutritional partner. Nutritional. As opposed to their gaming partner, beverage partner. <laughs> yes. um, they got categories, have they? Yeah. Get Life your, partner. Yeah, exactly. Get your will done partner. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let me tell you, that's how they're doing a good business there. Personal injury partner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I did the, well, they haven't got a dental partner because <laughs> no? it is South. Okay. You know, yeah. Oh, don't, doesn't, don't, doesn't play. Don't, don't pull that joke, Chris. We've done that joke. <laughs> Never gets old. Um, 
Now, what can you draw from a conclusion which says, with a network of over 10,000 sales associates in Australia. Now, have anyone here ever heard of Yasana? No. 10,000 sales associates. That's a big company. That's a cult. Yeah, that's Um, a cult, yes. They offer the best in nutritional supplements, meal replacements and energy products. And Chris, I guess you can only have one Hillsong and Redfern. (laughs) That's right. And so they've moved to Heffron Park. Yes. And they value community development and the betterment of families around the world. No, that's nice. With the vision of creating the healthiest family on earth. The healthiest family on earth? Yeah. Within the South Sydney community. So they've got 150 scientists... Yeah. <laughs> formulating yeah, premium serious, supplements. Serious numbers, Chris. Tested for 100% purity, <laughs> potency, purity, and efficacy. Well, uh, Stevie, what, what, what was that you said? You, you can only have one Hillsong in it because it's sounding like <laughs> yes. that's why they had to move out of Redfern. Exactly. That's right. Because you can only yeah. have one Hillsong in Redfern and yeah. they've got 100% purity at this joint. Question, Chris, are they paying taxes? Well, <laughs> I'd say no. <laughs> it says South supporters can expect to see a USANA presence at all home games, which I'm assuming is guys in black suits and sunglasses. Well, he's everywhere. Yeah. And they'll provide Rabbitohs with an opportunity to experience USANA products firsthand. So I imagine there'll be... On site, at a game. There'll be... They'll, like that, like a, a tent. Yeah, there'll be pill stations. Yeah. And pills. you can go in and get your pills and your yeah. powders and yeah. whatever. Your Tell us how you drinks. feel later. This That's is right. the supplement of Christ. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. <laughs> there'll be a metaphor there. There'll be the huge capsule mascot yeah, yeah, yeah. prancing around yeah, yeah. at Acor Stadium, no doubt. Yeah. And uh, the whole thing, can I say, stinks. Yeah. Have you look? Look, I you know I live in Redfern, or near enough, Waterloo, and I tell you what, a lot of them don't travel, and I would call this the Southwest Sydney Rabbitohs. And could they actually claim Rabbitohs any longer now that the mascots were endemic as a pest, a vermin to the suburb of Redfern back in the turn of the century, a century ago? I mean, don't you think this with a core stadium, uh, move out of Redfern, all the supporters in that area? Don't wouldn't you feel jilted? They've got a more complicated personality than the West Tigers, and we're all over Sydney. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Ever wonder why the scrum remains in the game? An outcry from the ladies when they was talked to were remove it. They like their men bent over and exposing buttock. Thank you, ladies. Confused by the CBA? Uncertain about the RLPA? Then F you and tune in to Fire Up. Hey, new segment in Fire Up this week. We have great rugby league media cliches. And uh, can I kick it off, Chris? Please do, Stephen. This is a segment that could probably go for about 15 years. Yes, absolutely. And look, I've got more than one, but we're just going to say one today. And I know that you will agree with this, uh, or will you? Because you're not a big fan of the clues. Uh, On Fox Sport, and we love Vonnie, don't know Kronk. Don't know Mal very much, but we love him. I've spoken to Mal. Have you? Yeah, in an interview thing, but I've never had the pleasure of meeting Cooper. No. 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 I've got uh, many be- male friends who think he's very good looking. He's way too polite for you two. That's why you haven't that's, met him. That's right. <laughs> yeah. A little bit cerebral. He's not coming on here. Yeah. Well, he no. would if and you no, asked him politely. And can yeah. I just say how he love he's maintained the notes? Because the... The Roosters' original recruitment strategy to come from Melbourne, it wasn't the fact that he was in love with Tara, it's that the Sydney has the finest plastic surgeons. And he's, <laughs> he's actually passed so far on the opportunity of getting the beak fixed. Yeah. And he and Blake Ferguson talk all the time about we're not going to back down on this. Yeah, Hang not- on, I just said to you, he would come on the show if you were polite about it <laughs> yeah. and you pull the beak out. <laughs> That's you right. guys are Muppets. <laughs> well, it's not going to work, is it? Uh, you're no, finished no, no. Well, I mean, you remember his website, which he, which he quite sensibly took down coopercronk.com <laughs> because he'd make comments like the 2012 origin winning field goal 
every sinew of my body came together. Came together in one. In one perfect harmony. I'm like, come on now. The only chance you got. That's not Aussie, is it? The only chance you got is if it's fire up with Stewie and Cooper. That's the only chance you got. I'm telling you. And he'd only come on just because he's so envious of your nose. Obviously. Obviously. And hair. And if, Stu, if you're going to take the show over with Cooper Crunk, they might actually get an audience, Steve. So it could be a good move. Now, guess what? Guess what? Penrith. Unlike the previous years, one at the death. They do it every week from a kick from one man, Nathan Cleary, the most wonderful human being and footy player in the world, right, Chris? No, no, he's the son, and Stuart, I'm sure you'll back me up on this. He's the son of the most evil man in rugby league. Do you feel this betrayed? Judas. The depths of it just continue to confound me about what he did to our club. Can't even say the surname. No. 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 Well, they couldn't either. They said, the ice man cometh. And then they said, he's got ice in his veins. And then they said, he's iced it. Not one of them, but all of them said it. And I think they said it to his face as well. And he just goes, And, of course, all the players now do this gesture, which they've uh, appropriated from uh, American sports, of feigning injection. Of? Uh, Well... Presumably ice. Do you, yeah, you don't inject ice, do you? <laughs> you no, no. couldn't, surely. Well, in the circles I move in, <laughs> no, apparently. The leafy suburbs. I don't know, something about smoking it. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, the mean streets. The mean streets my... of Willoughby or whatever. <laughs> That's right. I know I got kicked out of the mean streets of Willoughby. I know Willoughby. you did. You, you know. will be right in the heart of it. Murder them all. Oh, no. Murder <laughs> Enough. All. Here we come. Uh, they are now f- and, and look, look, I don't think we should... Uh, take light of the uh, the issues around substance abuse, particularly no, in regional and rural New South Wales. Gotcha. And to have, I mean, Penrith just got these police medals for apparently dealing with gang violence. Yes, yes, I don't are. believe yeah. it. They're that's, annoyed by that, the police, right? That's a puff piece. Right. right. Volandi's got his fingerprints all over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, surely this gesture, you know, Nathan Cleary, the model, yeah, what everyone yeah, wants yeah. to be, you yeah. know, the personification of the Chesty Bonds man, isn't he encouraging kids? To get on the gear? I don't That's think right. you, No, no, I don't. Uh, they can't anymore. I don't think you started it, Chris. I think the media... It's a media Oh, beta. it's a media beta. Yeah. They look at it... Because I would say that uh, Adam Reynolds is the true ice man. Is that right? He is the man that can just do anything. It never smiles. Doesn't even jump up and down when he scores a try. Does none of that stuff. I tell you what, that is actually why South moved from Redfern. They said, well, look at how successful Adam Reynolds relocated. That's what yes, I meant. Yes, <laughs> yes, I was get, so close. Let's get out of this I joint. I was thinking Usana and damn it. <laughs> Not Asada. And they, didn't, they don't say that publicly. By the way, Stuart, it is a gift. There is a Usana gift pack for you to oh, say thank great. you for coming on. Hey, but believe it or not, I'm I'm the only one of the three of us who actually knows what a sporting supplement is. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> You're true. a professional. And you know the funny thing is, they all smell bad. <laughs> okay. After about a minute or two, I'm feeling kind of fired up. Did you have a nickname, Stuart? Yeah. At, at when you're playing cricket? Well, there were a couple. There was Mac and there was yeah. uh, McGiller and yeah. then there was McGiller no- Gorilla. Then there was Norman, so back off. Norman. Norman Bates. <laughs> okay. Well, um, money one- issues or was it? But um, the McGiller Gorilla. <laughs> you might be arms arms length away, but just be careful. I feel this is as good. Did you ever see the cartoon? Yes. Love the cartoon. We've got a McGiller McGiller. Could you sing the song? Uh, take my advice at any price. McGiller in the window is mighty nice. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. So perhaps I could. Yeah. Um, talking about cartoon characters, Victor Radley, he's been known as Victor the Inflictor. You've renamed him? Uh, Victor the Idiot. I've named him Red Mist Radley. <laughs> yeah, I actually called him Victor the Defector because he went to play for England in the World Cup. Right. But he's now equal trail with eight sin bins. But that yeah. was just ludicrous. Right. I mean, it's, it's almost terrific. 
that he disclosed. It's what? Tourette syndrome. Tourette. I've not heard it used like that. I see an opportunity. I'll lie on a player. I'll get put in a sim bin. And it was again, Stu. We sort of highlighted the the two problem children right now because mm-hmm. under the checker formula, you need one scallywag in your team. Yes, but the Roosters have two. Right, because they've got Victor, and of course they've got yeah. the Rhode Island Gouda, the hectic cheese. Yes. Um, Brandon Smith. He was in the bin again. Yeah, but in some exciting news. Yes. Australia has announced its first cheese station. And you're a bit of a gourmet, Stu. Cheese station? I like cheese, as yep. you can tell. All right. So this is uh, set up by uh, uh, a woman called Jo who's operating a restaurant. And it's a French restaurant. Jo and, Cheese? And, and it absolutely operates like a sushi train. Fondue no, Jo. That's the, the, awful, isn't it? How good is that? I can be Fondue Stew. Yeah, well, <laughs> you could be the spokesperson for Australia's first cheese train. Now, can I just say, did Victor Radley do that stupid thing on the instruction of Robbo? To milk a penalty. Well, or to get a chance to go to the. We, we know Robbo is omniscient and he's obviously got them all mic'd up, but I think it was actually, in fairness, yeah. on Teddy's instruction because they wanted to do uh, a challenge, even though the game was game. over. Yeah, of course, of course. Because the man, I, uh, Stu, as you come to know today, I have a bit of involvement in professional wrestling. Mm. And one of the key requirements to be a successful professional wrestler is have wet hair, mm-hmm. right? The, the ability to carry off wet hair. Nico, Nico Hines. Hines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Amazing. Goodness. Yeah, he, there's hair, there's hair, right? I mean, hair. I hate to talk football on this yeah. show, but is he not a footballer? He's a footballer. What was the remake of Tarzan? Who was the actor? Tarzan. Do you remember? Christophe oh. Lambert. Yeah, Christophe Lambert. <laughs> Lambert, yeah. From, Nico Hines. Come from on. Highlander. Just the Highlander. Yeah. Greystoke. <laughs> there can be only one. That's right. Was, it, was that Greystoke, Lord of the Apes or something? It was. That's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, Gus, Mr. Conflict Gould. Now, apparently there's a dossier. We've got our hands on the dossier. We're not going to reveal anything right now because of uh, defamation. Correct, Chris? Well, Stu, you broke the story, didn't you? That the I NRL- did, yes. Yes, there is a dossier available, apparently. He's uh, taken a, a lead from uh, J. Edgar Hoover. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he's got information on every single person in, involved in Gus rugby Gould league. Does, yeah. He does. Gus Gould does. Yeah. As, as did Hoover. As and did he Hoover. Was, he was Hoover. merciless. Oh, he was merciless. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, obviously didn't have a dossier own, on himself. He had his own piccadillos or what are they called? <laughs> I was going to say, you're not extending Gus to the no. cross-dressing <laughs> element of... <laughs> No, we're not saying that. We're not saying no, that. Not saying that no. Dramatic pause. There's no, there's no allegedly or nothing of that, no. But, but people are now creating their own anti-Gus dossier. The Gould dossier. And he yeah. was uh, had this put to him by Danny Widler on 100% footy last night. And he goes, I've got dossiers on everybody. There we go. He said, remember he said in relation to the little contretemps with Robbo, I fear no one. Yes. Yeah. Wow. See, even this man, Stuart McGill, feared people. I did. Big... Caribbean Kurt, men. Curtly Ambrose. <laughs> uh, James Bracey actually said it's quite an amusing image on 100% footy of thinking of all these rugby league CEOs screenshotting Gus's tweets and accumulating them. That sounds very high tech, Chris. I know. And he yeah. says, what do you want to do? I'll turn the Twitter off. And he goes, anyway, what's the issue? And, and they said, well, you know, you're putting pressure on the judiciary. For example, the Jacob Preston alleged hip dropper you got off. And he goes... So they're after me for being right. Well, the least you could do is just change hats. He's a religious figure, isn't he? Change hats on TV so you know who you're talking to. I love that. It's not conflict. No. It's chameleon-like. So if he's a religious figure, he can't be in Redfern either. We've we've established that. Phil Gould, not in Redfern. Unless, of course, you call Hillsong a religion. Well, we could. (laughs) I've I've always, at one stage, I'd love to do an introduction of Gus in like an MC sort of thing and sort of go, uh, Gus Gould, of course, played for... Penrith, Newtown South, Coach yeah. Canterbury, Penrith, yeah. of Canterbury. It, yeah. it goes on and on and yes. on. He is must, Mr. Rugby League. Warriors, St. George, we're still not seeing that report. No. Probably for a reason. Who, who decided not to come to St. George because they wouldn't release the report? 
Did you hear that? <laughs> yes, that was on Ryan HG. Oh, I, was... <laughs> I believe them. <Yeah. laughs> now, finally, of course, with Gus School, is that I want to know, uh, he's now with Canterbury Bankstown, yes. and they've got this extraordinary restaurant, Chris, it's called... The Dynasty. The or Dynasty. The Dynasty. Or the Dynasty. Uh, there's a great big volcano. Is there a waterfall? Uh, Are there goldfish? There's got to be a water feature as well, I would imagine. I was actually out there seeing Denny Burgess's... uh, Masters Apprentices. Dead Legends show. Yeah, Which is absolutely a fantastic show. And you can catch it at Wentworthville Leagues. What sort of uh, content? So the content of this show is honouring the iconic Australian singers, male and female, over the history of rock and roll that are dead. Yes. Right. So it's not really a show you want to feature on. The Seekers? Oh, yeah, Judith Durham got a run. Did she? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a bit of an update. Richard Clapton? Too soon. No, Richard Clapton's still going. Oh, yeah. Uh, Olivia yeah. Newton-John. No, <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. hey, just by the way, both music guys, back the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they do have a, a female singer in their repertoire, so she was doing the Chrissy uh, Amphlet stuff and all that sort of thing. And you had little... She was scary. Well, very scary. I'm still saying back off. <laughs> but heartwarming contributions from Glenn A. Oh, Baker. Oh, now you're crawling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Jim Key's... You're as friends. deep as they all are. I know. And I'm gone. But we went there as a fire-up end-of-season celebration, and I think there was about six of us. Yep. And we ate at the Dynasty restaurant. Have you eaten there, Stuart? I have. Did you have the banquet? I'm never eating there again. <laughs> because Reed Marnie, like Parramatta, they're premiership contenders, right? Were. Yeah. Got to the uh, grand final. Why on earth would you leave? Because they whinge too much. No. No. Because Gus Gould says, I'll give you a discount on the gold banquet at the Dynasty restaurant. Wow. Spring roll. Sesame prawn toast, prawn cutlets, yeah. and seafood centroid yeah. bow. Does he have the same VIP access to the Penrith Centre of Excellence? That Not he anymore. Built? Not anymore. And that, of course, is the Rugby League Academy, which stands out from all the other centres of excellence. Mm-hmm. And then you get your choice of sang tung chicken, sizzling fillet steak, salt and pepper king prawn. <laughs> you got me. Fillet lamb with ginger and shallots. Fried rice or steamed rice. And by the time they said dessert, Chinese cookies and jasmine tea, Reed Money goes, where do I sign? Right. Uh, don't forget your social media access to Fire Up, the one and only at Fire Up Rugby League on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter at Fire Up NRL. Simple as that. Get your ideas back to us, any discussions, anything you don't like, away you go. There's just one other thing that I thought we'd reflect on before we Is it left. my birthday? It's not your birthday. <laughs> Stuart, is it your birthday? I don't know when your birthday is. 25th February. I thought you were going to say happy I'll be expecting birthday. a lot of birthday cards. Julie noted. And that, of course, is that uh, rugby league operates on many spheres. And it also very much, and this is important right now, I don't know if you caught Penny Wong yesterday at the National Press Club. but Didn't she, she said, give it to the man? Oh, boy. She says, Taiwan, you yeah. better watch out. Yeah. Keating's shriveling as we speak. That's right. But Rugby League is operating in the political, the geopolitical sphere uh, by the agency of the same game that you're watching on your television, the Gold Coast Titans versus Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. Titans ambassador, yeah. Gordon Tallis. Oh, of course. Entertained. Yeah. United States ambassador, Caroline Kennedy. And didn't, everybody, didn't the world stop? <laughs> he just stopped in his tracks and said, gosh, what is he talking about? What, what do you say to Caroline Kennedy? I and mean, we're talking about uh, the, you know, the sword in the, in the stone, aren't we? We're talking about Camelot, right? We're talking about one of the most powerful families in the world. King Arthur. King Arthur, that's right. Um, any famous actors? You know, Sam Neill apparently played, I think, Merlin, didn't he? played Merlin. I yeah. think I could put this to rest. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Caroline Kennedy is Gordon Tallis' uh, celebrity hall pass. <laughs> wow. Right. Uh, I think that's what it was all about. Because we, we never knew what Gladys Berejiklian was up to, did we? Well, Quiet operator. 
<laughs> she was a smooth operator. I tell you what, it, we've actually posted on our Facebook and Instagram, which is at Fire Up Rugby League, a picture of Gordon deep in conversation with Caroline. Yeah. And I don't, think, I don't think, let's say, I don't think he was talking orcas. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon he was talking about gun control in America. No, I don't think he was talking gun control. No, okay. But he might have been saying about What about uh, Sinatra and the Tiff with John F. JFK? <laughs> no? I mean, there's a lot to talk about. What would you ask? <laughs> Grassy Knoll. <laughs> Grassy Knoll. What about his bad back? If, uh-huh. if we were getting on, yeah. I would say, do you think there was a second shooter? I really would. Yeah, you would. You know, because I, I think the Kennedy's perspective has been lost in this. You'd ask Gordo that. No, I'd ask Because <laughs> I think she's had to deal with it. I mean, we've all seen JFK yeah, yeah, yeah. with Man, Costner. That's a coup, though, for Gordy. M- Marilyn would say there were more than one shooter. Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Happy birthday, Mr. Yes. President. Was it the mafia? <laughs> on multiple occasions. Was it the Cubans, you know? <laughs> and also, I'd ask her, did she find the Seinfeld skit funny? Come on! <laughs> Keith Hernandez and the, and the magic loogie. And bring, bring back Roy and HG. You yeah. guys got to hang yeah. up. And did, and, and did she like the footy more than... Lou Reed. <laughs> Done. Far up, we're out of here. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!